And in fact, um, the first time I slept over, afterwards at breakfast, he actually cried um, when talking about her. So like the writing was on the wall and I was like, this is a great sign because clearly he's wow. not. I... I'm not like emotionally invested and neither is he and he just can't see that (laughs) right now but it's clear like he's crying over his ex um (laughs) so okay like i said dark place dark place welcome to the x files a podcast about breakups broken hearts and moving on i'm claire and i'm janice we are breakup coaches here to help you beat your breakup, heal your broken heart, and move on to an amazing, abundant life. Hi, welcome to another X Files episode, everyone. Welcome. Yeah, we've got a moving on-ish episode. I think so. Yeah, it's like it's borderline. Ish. I think that it's part of the whole rebounding topic is, yeah. is it moving on or is it right. not? Yeah, I'm so excited <laughs> to get into our conversation about rebounding. But Woo. before we begin, we just want to remind you, if you would like one-on-one support to beat your breakup, support continuing to move on, please hit us up, go to our Instagram, send us a DM, and we will supply you with all of the appropriate information about that opportunity. Awesome. So let's talk about rebounding. Rebounding is super great for your lymphatic system. Oh my. Just kidding. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I mean, because rebounding is like using the mini trampolines, you know? Oh, right. You know what? I did run into so much trouble researching this because (laughs) I thought it it would be so interesting, like we did with negging and like we've done with some other topics to kind of talk about the um derivation of the oh term. yeah yeah and it it really was tricky because there's so many different yeah. words there's yeah lot, lots of um rebounding applies to lots of different things yeah so I didn't get very far with that but that's one that I forgot of uh, forgot about that I forgot about is rebounding <laughs> the trampoline trend from a few years back yeah, hmm. I'm just obsessed with health stuff, so it was like the first thing that came to mind. But let's oh, talk that's about so interesting rebound okay. relationship. Okay, because I was going to ask you more about the trampoline <laughs> thing, but I guess that's oh. not why we're here. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I mean, we can totally go into Claire's wellness of obsessions. Um, <laughs> I have a lot of cool stories. I don't have a rebounder though, so. <laughs> why are we doing this episode about rebound relationships? <laughs> There's a lot of societal pressure to like get back out there before you've maybe fully healed or strengthened Mm -hmm. your relationship with self. That's something that we really focus on here and is not usually like a priority for society to tell you to do that. Mm -hmm. Um, And, and because of that, like kind of push rebound relationships can be one of the results. So in the same breath that someone tells you to get under someone new to get over someone rebounds are also like demonized and illegitimized like you've probably heard someone say oh they won't last long they're just the rebound totally you can't yeah. win damn you it. can't win you're either you're damned if you do damned if you don't yeah. um and also like where does the rebound chain stop like is every relationship after a breakup a rebound from the one before like 
How long do you wait until your next relationship isn't a rebound? Mm -hmm. Can someone else tell you that it's a rebound, even if you don't think it's a rebound? Like that, that comes up in one of my stories. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're going to take a deep dive into all of that. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. So, um, and, and this does come up when people ask us about dating again, as part of the healing process, like when combining dating again with healing, there's just a potential to find yourself in a relationship that might not suit your needs, wants, and desires. And, um, there's potential that you like end up in a relationship before you've really even discovered what those things yeah. are. You have to yeah. really think about that after a breakup and a lot yeah. of, a lot of people do not give themselves the chance to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it hurts and it's, and it, and it sucks at first. <laughs> so, so you kind of your... have to make it through the, the fires of being alone and that those too. nights, you know? Yeah. 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 So like, uh, yeah, I think rebounds are a way that some people shortcut that process. Yep. So there, and also there are pros and cons. And I think that it's worth, they're both worth discussing um, from you know, the perspective of two breakup coaches. Yes. So as Claire said, there's many different ideas about what constitutes it and what, um, and it, you know, this idea of is, is every relationship a rebound after yeah. you've had a breakup? <laughs> Before we talk about our own experiences with rebound relationships, let's get really clear on what we're talking about. Yes. So as with many of these relationship and personality concepts, there's no grand authority on what defines them. I think, for instance, we talked about that in the forgiveness episode. Mm -hmm. It's a term, but no one person or no one yeah. online quiz <laughs> can say, <laughs> yes, it is. However, when it comes to rebound relationships, I did a lot of research that I really loved for this. And there was, there's overwhelming consensus on what constitutes a rebound. Okay. Awesome. I think for the first time ever, I'm using Wikipedia as a source. Yeah. I would be marked down when I was in grad school for yeah. this, but we taught I to hate Wikipedia <laughs> yes, in but, school, but it's honestly great. Like, you know, for, for researching that you, something that you aren't aware of, they have really good sources. Yeah. And so sometimes it is a perfectly appropriate starting point. Yeah. Just scroll all the way to the bottom and you'll see the sources, Love the footnotes and Wikipedia yes. so much. <laughs> um, but you know, they had a great explanation. It's a little long, but I'm going to read their explanation or the definition of rebound. Who will take a sip of water. <laughs> yeah, this is, it's, it's really good. It's worth the, yes. the length of it. When a serious relationship ends badly, these partners suffer from complex emotional stresses of detachment. This, in combination with the need to move forward, leads previous partners to have uncommitted relations called rebounds. Common confusion exists around the extended duration of rebound periods. Simply put, one's critical core values and love are often still gravitated and polarized towards a particular person, i.e. One, one's previous partner, thereby preventing the overall development and accurate assessment of feelings for others during this period of time. The rebound, because true love requires complete mental emotional commitment. They go on. 
Someone who is, quote, on the rebound or recently out of a serious dating relationship is popularly believed to be psychologically incapable of making reasonable decisions regarding suitable partners due to emotional neediness, lingering feelings toward the old partner, or unresolved problems from the previous relationship. Rebound relationships are believed to be short-lived due to one's one partner's emotional instability and desire to distract themselves from a painful breakup. Those emerging from serious relationships are often advised to avoid serious dating until their tumultuous emotions have calmed. Isn't that brilliant? It's yeah. so, I love, 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 love it. Were you trying to look up the footnote? Yeah. So the footnote <laughs> is, um, it's coping with breakups, rebound relationships and gender socialization published in the journal social sciences. Brilliant. Um, yeah. Or, and, 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 um, okay. So I guess they combined two things because it's also yeah. from rebound sex, sexual motives and behaviors following a relationship breakups from the archives of sexual behavior. You know what I think, and I think um, I wasn't able to click on some of their sources. Yeah, so I think maybe that's why I stuck okay. with good old wiki. Yeah, I mean, you'll you'll find it on there. Um. <laughs> um, and then I also liked this. So one study that I read for this episode um, was coping with breakups, rebound relationships, and gender socialization, and they used the following definition um, to determine participant eligibility. So they would say that a rebound relationship, um, in order to qualify for the study, the rebound relationship would have occurred after the termination of a remote of a romantic relationship, be superficial in nature, a means for coping with the pre previous termination, and occurring around six weeks after the termination. Interesting. So, again, they're not the authority. Um, yeah, I forgot which university published this, but that's that's what these um, psychologists used as the six week mark. Interesting. Yeah. yeah, I wonder what is special about six weeks. You know, I guess. Yeah, and our arbitrary, arbitrary, like some length yeah. of time has passed, but not that much. Yeah, exactly. They're not like oh. Six months after the relationship, you entered one that was superficial in nature, but it was it was too long. It was too long. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So with that said, let's talk about our experiences with rebound relationships. And mm -hmm. it's funny now, but Claire was once in a dark place. <laughs> oh, my God. I know what you're going to so, say. This is so crazy. I know. So it's it's really um, that definition's um how it highlights that um someone is psychologically incapable of making reasonable decisions regarding <laughs> suitable partners due to emotional neediness so i did that <laughs> um and i dated a trump supporter for a while um so, yeah and you know uh like I think, you know, he's not like a monster. He does have redeeming qualities, you know, like I just laugh about it now because we've argued so much about this mm -hmm. and he was yeah. just like, can we just not talk about it? And mm -hmm. it was just, yeah. it was just a bad, it was a bad time. Um, yeah. Um, but <laughs> so what qualified it as a rebound, Claire? Um, so, um, 
Well, I I think that um, I was really lonely. I was in a dark place. I had um, after dumpster fire became a dumpster fire. Um, I I basically I'd never done this before. I'd never been on the apps before, and I was like, I'm gonna find a rebound. Like I I was like I'm gonna try to distract myself and I was like fully aware of what I was doing um and you know went on the apps and had a good time and he was one of the people I found on there (laughs) Claire and um okay so two questions and then um, yeah and then we can move on so first of all how long after the breakup had it been oh um uh, probably around six weeks. Okay. I mean, probably like a month to six weeks. I mean, because we were trying to be friends. I was still talking to Dumpster Fire during this thing. He was helping me make my dating profile. Like, uh, yeah. So I know. So <laughs> I, we and let's be clear. This we was don't recommend that, this. Yeah, Claire, Claire eventually um, decided that she wasn't yeah. making the best move, and that's no. partially informs her outlook today. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And so, then my second question. Um, what stage did you realize that he was like into MAGA stuff? Oh my God. Um, well, he's in law enforcement. So it was like pretty clear from the beginning. Um, but I was like, I mean, I've talked about it before. I was like, I'm a reasonable person. He seems reasonable too. Maybe if we talk about it enough, he'll change his mind. (laughs) (laughs) Um, no. So yeah, I was like, kind of like a civic duty to like, you know, um, introduce him to new ideas and fresh concepts and things that, you know, he probably wouldn't have in his day-to-day life. Which is just like a terrible, terrible way to think about a potential partner is like, ooh, maybe I could change them. Well, yeah. Um, Yeah. yeah, So don't Well, live and learn. Yeah. Live and learn. Um, I mean, I think the whole thing was just a shit show from kind of the beginning. (laughs) Um, I mean, we were clearly not compatible, like in a lot of ways, but I really liked his family um and they oh, were I didn't know that it, it was had like gotten to that point yeah like basically our entire relationship was me coming over and hanging out with his family oh my God. um I and i really liked crazy. them yeah but were they trump so, too no his whole oh. family was like democratic super huh. kind of liberal um like uh you know pro immigration pro all these things and literally we would all just like try to talk some sense into him and he just like wouldn't yeah um, that's what i've heard a, a lot about the that movement is yeah. that there's often like one person in the family that kind of yeah. falls off the rail. it's <laughs> yeah it's uh it's kind of fucked. Um, I'm not going to mm-hmm. go into polit- politics more than I already have. But um, yeah, basically, for a lot of reasons, we were totally incompatible. Um, and um, I think it was it was probably clear to him, probably in retrospect, that I that I I was not as emotionally invested. Um, and also, I think that I was a rebound for him as well because on our first date he told me about his ex-fiance who things didn't work out with um and throughout our entire time together um she came up a lot and in fact um the first time i slept over afterwards at breakfast he actually cried um when talking about her 
So like the writing was on the wall and I was like, this is a great sign because clearly he's wow. not. I... I'm not like How emotionally awkward. invested and neither is he. And he just can't see that <laughs> right now. But it's clear. Like he's yeah. crying over his ex. Um, <laughs> so Okay. Like I said, wow. dark place, dark place. Um, <laughs> That's all right. Yeah, I think, I think a lot of listeners will be able to relate. <laughs> Where it's like, what the fuck were you doing? Um, but that was that was me, and that was a rebound for sure. I guess I have a couple of rebound experiences. First of all, I act so I was able to connect with several people in the community about this. Um, mm-hmm. So after my ex husband and I split up, I did date, as I've said, really quickly actually. Um, And I spoke with other people who said that the same thing after their divorce ended, they really found lots of comfort in dating. And that is because when you divorce, you are often operating with one foot out the door already for so long leading up to it that you're able to, to date again. And I, I don't want to put, yeah. Okay. I'll put a label on it and (laughs) kind of quote healthier or way than if you're in a non-marriage relationship that you're kind of surprised that breaks up. So, yeah. And this was definitely my experience. I, you know, my ex had lots of money mentality issues and, um, and we also, you know, basically. Yeah. 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 And just like, even when he didn't need to be just, you know, some people just have various hangups around money and he was definitely one of them. And also we had kind of gotten into a rut of, you know, not having that much fun. And you know what? I just, I found a lot of comfort and joy and I I really enjoyed um, being taken out, you know, doing nice things. I did meet some great men during that time. And, um, but it was all very non-committal on my yeah. part for sure, but I, I enjoyed it. So I would say that I, I rebounded. I did see several men, um, regularly, um, yeah. but just, but not really, but not exclusively. Um, and then I will say also that I was someone's rebound and that <laughs> is laundry boy from Melbourne. Laundry boy. So I, <laughs> I had been friends with him for ages, but it was pretty clear to me and probably everyone else that he, you know, had a crush on me, even Mm -hmm. though for about a year and a half of the, of our friendship, he was on and off and on and off with someone in a very dysfunctional relationship. Oh my God. It was bad. And, you know, he would come to me and other friends every time they broke up and like want to hang out. And then, you know, a week later they were back together. Um, and so when they broke up for good, it was when I had just moved back from Bali and he immediately was, Mm. he came in and he came in hard. (laughs) Um, my, they, my friends threw a party for me when I, when I got back and he came and yeah. And he, he put on the moves and, uh, but they had just broken up like a few weeks yeah. before, maybe just a couple. And anyways, we started dating immediately. Oh my God, you guys, this is just the best example of chemistry versus compatibility because it was like, seriously, the first time I kissed him, I was like, Fox. it's on, <laughs> you know, and we just were inseparable, um, for, for a while after that, but 
I did. I mean, it was obvious to everyone else. I I was like, we're in love. But everyone was like, you know, you're the circuit breaker is what they is what they called it. And some people. Yeah, it it actually really hurt. Like we had some really close friends of ours that told me that. And but they were kind of acting as though it was a good thing for him. But like I'm sitting there totally falling for this guy and hearing that. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it's okay. I mean, I probably would have done some things different, (laughs) differently looking back, but yes, it did not obviously work out. Um, I had a good time. I mean, we had some, um, things on the outside of the relationship that really got in the way. Um, but yeah, I, I think I was, I, I, I was, and I, I think that he was thinking with his small head not big head because he had just you know (laughs) broken up with someone who and I also I also wonder if I hadn't been in Australia if he would have continued this thing with this woman you know but because he got with me I do think it was a circuit breaker thing like this was what allowed him to To really move on the cycle yeah so I mean, good for him. I (laughs) I don't know if I really need to be the donor, you know, of that. (laughs) Or at mm. least know ahead of time, because I know that you're you're a big believer in like you can just have like fun with someone Mm. and like do physical things or you know dates or whatever. But as long as you know, I wish that I would have yeah kept it casual rather than getting so serious. And I think that I would have loved it. The, I mean. it was good with him. So I wish I would just <laughs> let it be entirely physical or just very, um, or very casual or kept it more open than, than we did. Uh, so yeah. that's my experience. And I did some digging and pulled the community and I've got some stories. Hey. So, oh, and I want to make sure that I am sure I, um, that I mentioned, I am sharing some direct quotes, but I did get permission to do so. So one listener said, when my husband left, he did it with a lot of anger and malice. He worked hard to tear me down and listed a long tally of my faults. Fuck that. My husband did that too. This was very difficult. He left me for an 18 year old. Mm -hmm. My confidence took a bad hit. Although I took many months to heal and I don't think it's necessary, necessary to find validation from others. It is very powerful to heal some of the residual hurt by sharing vulnerabilities with friends and romantic partners. I felt admiration and grew and care and regrew my confidence in interacting with other men, seeing how they responded. Hmm. Then another listener said, my ex cheated on me. He was my world. He was fired and okay. <laughs> he was red and fun and a risk taker. I was devastated when I found out. Instead of figuring out more about myself and what I needed and wanted and having me time, I dated the second person to ask me out. He was safe, beige is how she puts it, which I think yeah. is adorable. A bit dull, a bit yawn, not sociable. He was the opposite of what had hurt me before. That person was my ex-husband. We had nothing in common, but I was too scared to be alone and too scared to acknowledge that I am a risk taker and need someone like that. Mm. I asked this person if they would do it again. (laughs) Look at her answer. It's adorable. I wouldn't do that again in terms of a relationship. I understand what went wrong first. Rebound sex, I'm all up for it but no ties. (laughs) (laughs) And then um, friend of the show, Jesse shared a great story with me. She said that um, 
she had actually dated someone um, she rebounded with for three whole years. And she started seeing him after hooking up. She, she had been dating someone and she ended and they were broken up. And one night they hooked up. And then the next morning he was like, wow, this was a mistake. We shouldn't have done that. Oh. And she, yeah, I know. oh, I'm laughing, but it's only because of your reaction and also out of sympathy because yeah, that yeah. sucks. And she was like really hurt. Yeah. And so that night she went on a date with um, someone who was interested in her and they hooked up and like became a couple. <laughs> and um, she, she wow. said it was a total rebound. And she said it was someone I shouldn't have been with. We were not good for each other. And I hadn't even liked him for a long time because of who he was. <laughs> I'm, I'm really, so, girl. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Oh man. So I mean, we've talked a lot about negatives. Um there are some pros. Most of our actions, especially when it comes to dating, have a deep root in an attempt to protect ourselves. Yeah. So rebounding is the perfect example. It's important to remember that they aren't all bad and that if you have done this or been with someone who has done this, to remember that we all look after ourselves in different ways and that it may have been a proactive way to care for yourself at the time, even if there were negative consequences. It's important uh, to remember that, you know, we use yeah. coping strategies with the information to that cope. we have at the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, you know, like, um, from my story, like, yeah, I could easily beat myself up about that one easily. But, you know, I, it was... It was an experience I think I had to have. Um, the X-Files appreciates. Yeah, I, I really, <laughs> I did this for you guys, basically. <laughs> um, yeah, and it was definitely like to protect myself from, you know, yeah. dealing with everything. So besides being a protective measure, rebounding also helps with rebuilding confidence after a breakup. This can be a really good thing, especially if you can be honest with those that you're dating. Like, it's good to know that you're sexy and powerful and awesome and people want to be with you. Yeah, like I, I think, I, you know, we prefer that people find that on, on their own. But yeah. as the first listener said, you know, it really helped her after being with a abusive a partner for a while. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, someone yeah. who's going to tear you down like that and then to turn around and feel desirable. Yeah. Um, yeah. Can't, good can't blame her at all. Desirable. And mm -hmm. also, especially like with your story, like leaving, um, like getting divorced and being like, these are some of the things I'm looking for and being able to like dive in and be like, mm -hmm. oh, wow, yeah, people do do the things that I was looking for. Like maybe the people I'm meeting right now aren't my like soulmate that I'm supposed to be with, but yeah. they are showing me that the things I was missing from my relationship mm -hmm. are available in the world. <laughs> yep, yeah, and it had, a, it had a big impact on how I still date today and you know what I kind of expect and what I know that I can get and what I know is yeah. out there and how I want things to to roll because yeah. I was able to know very early on that it's out there waiting yeah and you know if you keep things casual it can be fun and it's good yeah. to have fun after a negative experience as well so if you are able to keep things casual if you know that about yourself that you're like I don't do casual then maybe this isn't for you 
but absolutely. You know. And I know there's lots of people out there who can't actually do it yeah, <laughs> or don't want to for whatever reason. But. Yeah. But sometimes like to find that out, you do have to like screw it up, I guess. Like you do have to yeah. like, you don't have to try it. Never feel pressured to try it. But like, if you're like, I think I could do it. And then you go out there and you're like, I can't do it. <laughs> like, that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And we're going to um, talk about how to navigate that once you get, get to that point. Yeah. And well, of course, sex. Sex is <laughs> I mean, we're sex. We're, is sex. we're pro sex yeah, here. I and... mean, we're pro sex. Um I will say sex does get better the more you practice with someone. Yeah, Claire. Like, um and hookups um, are not as satisfying. <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, um we could probably do an episode on this, but yeah. um I mean, if they serve a purpose as well, one of, I mean, I, a story from my own immediately comes to a story of my own immediately comes to mind. (laughs) And that was the the first time that I had sex after my marriage, it was not a rebound relationship because it was a hookup, but, um, I was on holiday at the time. And, and I really remember being like, yes, you know, like I've had sex with someone else. I am you know, moving on. And it was actually a really good feeling to know that I had, you know, been intimate with someone else. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, You're like, it's, yeah. You're not like walking around knowing that the last person you slept exactly your ex-husband. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I could see the appeal of that for sure. Mm -hmm. And also I knew because, I mean, we didn't live in the same area where there's no way for us to date. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So it was like easier to keep things keep things separate (laughs) quite yeah all right so let's make sure that we get really clear on some of the cons yes all right we do definitely encourage you to proceed with caution with this Mm -hmm. there are a lot of pitfalls including not giving yourself time to examine your patterns and that means that you may very well repeat them Mm -hmm. people (laughs) if you're rebounding you might not give yourself time to process and grieve your last relationship And that may lead to unhappy relationships in the future and not being able to deal with the triggers that come up as you get close to someone. Yeah. Claire's crying story is the perfect (laughs) example. I don't think that's a good look for the morning after and something that you might want to avoid. (laughs) Yeah. I was Um, like, wow, this is so interesting. (laughs) While the boost of confidence can be such a great thing for so many people, there's also the danger that learning to rely on someone else for confidence will lead you in a constant cycle of failed relationship after failed relationship because you never fully develop that relationship with yourself. It really is the best foundation for inviting others in. Yeah. And another thing to keep in mind is after a breakup, you're dealing with breakup brain and it's really easy to make decisions that seem like a good idea in the moment, but that you are not considering the long-term consequences. You, you are operating at a lower mental capacity. You're smart, you're brilliant, you're funny, but after a breakup, does dip a little bit Um, (laughs) and it just might be helpful to take sex off the table for a moment just because you know like thing you 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 want to be smart about things even when you're having fun and similarly there's the potential to hurt yourself or hurt others um Justin LaMiller, PhD, social psychologist and research fellow at the Kinsey Institute says 
At the same time, however, not everyone who has rebound sex makes great decisions or has positive experiences. The context and circumstances surrounding rebound sex matter greatly in terms of its impact. Like if you're already like off balance emotionally after a mm. breakup and then you like me decide to have a one night stand with someone and you're really careful about it but it turns out that they're like actually lying about shit then <laughs> it's <laughs> it's like it leaves you feeling dirty and you know really scared for your own health yeah um, uh, there I, I mean there's so much to unpack with this for sure yeah, yeah. if you aren't used to having hookups or one night stands and then you do it after a breakup because you think it might help you feel a little bit better whoo yeah lots of yeah yeah and I I do want to um I do want to have someone on to talk about STDs and STIs and like yeah that whole thing um testing in America is terrible um, if you haven't had a blood test, I'm telling you, you might not know that you have herpes. Um, and most um, most sex uh, STD tests that you do do not have a blood test, so you've never been tested for those things. You're just oh my god, it freaks me out so much. Wandering around, <laughs> so mm-hmm. yeah. So keep that in mind. We'll talk more about it in a different episode. Yeah, I just want right. to share. Cool. That. Yeah, let's make sure to revisit um, that. I've, I've forgot about that that we were gonna yeah, do that <laughs> I know I really, something something yeah. in me is just a little bit resistant I believe to yeah like, <laughs> taking yeah! a deep dive into STDs <laughs> yeah uh, but it's very important for sure yeah. for sure for sure so yep keep yeah, your eye I have on a lot space. of feelings about it um so yeah, yeah I'd love to talk okay. about it more right but yeah just you know be safe get yourself tested frequently and yes. ask for blood tests and you'll probably get um get some pushback on it because they don't want to um (laughs) all right it's crazy so how to tell if you have been through a breakup and you think you want to date again how can you tell if it's actually more of a rebound situation Hmm. one what are your motivations for dating again I love asking people this question. I can un- uncover so much by the answer. Do you know your motivations? Have you even thought mm-hmm. about what your motivations yeah. are? I mean, that's that often happens when I ask people. They're like, oh, wow. Oh. Hmm. I just- <laughs> How do you feel yeah. about your ex right now? Hmm. How emotional do you feel about the breakup? What is the source of your confidence? If you're looking externally for that, you might want to throttle back a bit before you date too much. What emotional capacity do you have to give to others right now? And this is especially Mm -hmm. important to consider. Are you you out there dating for a relationship or out there dating for casual relationships? And if you want another partner, you need to consider what can you give? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And if you're thinking not really that much, I just want to keep it casual. Maybe you need to start being more honest with yourself and others. Definitely. So how to tell if someone is rebounding with you. Number one, do they talk about their ex a lot? Yep. Do they cry? Do they they cry when they talk about their ex? That was number two. Do they seem emotional when talking about their ex? If tears are running down their face, I'm telling you. 
they're not over their ex. Yep. <laughs> and also another indication would be the anger factor. Oh yeah. We are all for getting angry at your ex. Yeah. But when yeah. you see that coming out with someone you're dating. Yeah. Ooh, back red up. flag. Yeah. Red flag. Um, number three, are they trying to take the relationship too fast? Yeah. Um, mm. And four, are they hot and cold? This can be an indicator that someone's like conflicted. They're yeah, exactly. Like getting pulled mm -hmm. in two directions. And ideally, you want them to be pulled only in your direction. So. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love it. Um, one of the best articles that I read for this, maybe the only good article I read for this was a Healthline article titled How to Recognize a Rebound Relationship and What to Do Next. Mm -hmm. And they had a section in the article slash blog post um, labeled, can you keep seeing each other without acknowledging it? <laughs> I'm sure everyone knows the answer, but I loved what they wrote. So again, is it possible to date someone without talking about what you're looking for? And they said, nope. In any relationship, you need to be clear and transparent around your wants, needs, expectations, limitations, and boundaries. And that stands for rebound relationships. Failure to honestly communicate what you're looking for is a recipe for hurt and mess. Mm, that that's so good I feel like there's I feel like probably our audience predominantly um do want to have conversations with their you know whoever they're with mm -hmm. um because they're you know they, they see being in relationship or recovering from a, a relationship breakdown as a skill that you can develop over time mm -hmm. with like education and those sorts of things but I think you know uh maybe people in like the generations before us like wouldn't even talk about sex with the person they're having sex with yeah, you know? yeah. and That's a good so point. like especially if you're considering a rebound like this is someone that you um you don't want to be with long term mm -hmm that's a perfect place to practice communication because if you fuck it up and they leave you know you learned something and you didn't like lose out on too much you're yeah. like wow it gets easier. i really messed that one up and mm -hmm. it gets easier the more you do it and um yeah. also if they if you if you try it and you're scared and you do communicate and you push through it and things turn out okay and you're mm -hmm. like wow i can really do this and it'll boost your confidence like that, yeah so. for sure um i think when it comes to open communication people tend to do better and and um, be more comfortable with the conversations around let's be exclusive yay yeah <laughs> rather than I want to keep this casual and I don't know what the other person is gonna say yeah <laughs> mm -hmm. and yeah you, everyone it's a great opportunity to practice and it's really gonna pay off I promise you yes yeah something I hear and have experienced is the feeling like you're gonna miss out on someone great because you're still getting over your ex and so like you can go into a rebound relationship being like, I'm not over my ex, but this person is so cool and funny and awesome. And I don't want to miss out on this. Um, but you know, you're not emotionally available yet. And you kind of like push yourself into the situation. Um, to that, I just want to say the world is actually very generous and like, <sighs> 
you'll hear stories about people who just continue to run into each other and it works out when the timing is right. Like if you, if this person is so cool and awesome and you, you, you know, think that they're like a really possibly your person, but you're not mm -hmm. emotionally available yet, let them, let them go. And maybe they come back, come back around when the time is right. And if they don't, I guarantee if you made a list of everything that was awesome about that person, you'll find that in someone else as well. Yeah. So that's great, Clara. Yeah. That's kind of what yeah. I was thinking too. You know, like our attraction to people are, it's good messages about what we, yeah. what we desire. Exactly. And, you know, just uh, tell yourself this or some, something better, this or someone better. And, um, hmm. you know, yeah. but in the future when you are ready for it, not when you're, you know, emotionally unavailable. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, and it goes for if that person's emotionally unavailable as well. Yeah. Just take note of what it was that attracted you to them and use it for, yeah, yeah for to inform your future decisions. <laughs> so if you start to date someone as a rebound and then you discover, uh oh, I'm falling for them. Um, this article, the Healthline article, also lists ways to initiate a conversation about that to make sure I love that these little scripts. So. Yeah, uh, these scripts are so cool. I like the third one, but we're saving that one for last. So number one, it's been a minute since we talked about what we're both looking for. As we spend more time together, I'm realizing I'm starting to develop feelings for you. I'd love to hear how that makes you feel. Um, and then that they, you know, like, yeah, you're making yourself vulnerable, but you're kind of giving them permission to do the same. Yeah. Um, yeah. And also then you both know where you stand. Um, number two, for the sake of transparency, I'm realizing that I started to develop feelings for you and I'm interested in giving this a real go. Has what you're looking for evolved? Um, and then number three, I just love this one. <laughs> I'm nervous to admit this because I love what we have going, but I'm starting to like, like you and will be open to dating you. How are you feeling about this? Like, I think that's just, you know, like, especially, I, I just think it's, it's a cute way to bring it up. It's like a low pressure, cute way. And you know, even if someone doesn't feel bad, they're not going to be like, oh my God, you're putting so much pressure on me. Uh -huh. You know, yeah, like they're just going to be say, like, that's but... adorable, but I'm sorry, I'm not, not there. Yeah. You know, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, completely. Um, I know I am a great example of someone who likes to use humor to take the edge off. Yeah. And that's a, a way to do that. Yeah. While still being very clear. honest and yeah. open. And like, yeah, you might, lose this person afterwards but it's better than like not having them at all really and just continuing to deepen your feelings over time yeah. without them knowing that you were even feeling that way like mm -hmm. you know so all right so here's the big question should you do it <laughs> janice all right <laughs> um i <laughs> think as a blanket rule that you should date yourself after a big breakup that leaves yeah. you heartbroken and listening to X-Files. Yeah. So I think you need to rebuild your confidence on your own. I think that you need to learn to love being single. I need, you need to have time to process grief, look at your patterns, everything. 
um, before you get, get back out there. Yeah. I would say I totally see the benefit. I, you know, I benefited from it. We had listeners say that they benefited from it, but as a generalization, no. Okay. Mm-mm. Yeah. I mean, I think, uh, you know, I don't, I, a lot of people, um, and this could be another episode. <laughs> a lot of people get, tell me that they get on the apps as a coping mechanism. Yeah. And I really think that that's a, a trend that we need to discourage need to people stop. against. Yeah. yeah. And also it's feeding into the whole dating app suck and no one actually wants to meet up for a date, especially if you're just like, just over and over in the chatting stage for like some some the ego boost you know and it's like everyone you interact with like at at, on some level gets their hopes up hopefully because i know you guys are awesome and you know like Uh are attractive and cool and anyone would want to date you so like (laughs) you go on there and you're like hey but I'm never going to meet up with these people. Like, yeah, you're, you're kind of feeding into this, this unfortunate stereotype. Yeah, that's a really apps. good point, Claire. Don't be part of the problem. People. Don't be part of the problem. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. So for me, um, as uh, I mean, talking about my dark, dark times, like it's no fun to go on dates not really emotionally click with the person and then like fucking cry on the way home you know like it's it's really putting yourself through an emotional ringer and I think like I think if if you're still like frequently multiple times a week crying over your ex I really don't think that's the time to do this I mean I know that like the timing is different for everyone and like how do you really represent when you shift from don't do a rebound to like okay consider a rebound but I I think it just can have the effect of making things harder for you and like (laughs) I mean, this isn't so much rebounds, so it's more just like hooking up, whatever. Like, I'm telling you now, like, it's never been like that good. Like, you or know? you? Is that yeah. what you're saying? Okay. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I would mm-hmm. be so impressed if someone did a good job on the first go. You know? I. I mean, it happens. <laughs> like, I would say that holiday hookup that I had was good. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh okay. yeah. Yeah. and then yes sometimes it hasn't been when I've had hookups but yeah I mean it it was yeah uh, yeah I mean I I just I feel like it's only gotten to be like you know like maybe 75 80 percent of the the possible enjoyment level you know I mean I'm thinking about it right now and like holding myself back because I don't want to be explicit and like tell you more about it it was hot <laughs> ah! <laughs> okay we'll talk about but I don't it know after if we want to say it on the air <laughs> but yeah so that's that's just my feeling on it but I'll I'll be the representation for someone who like never really tried the whole like hookup culture and then during my single times did and was not impressed yeah, you know? I, so. I think generally, yeah, you, especially if you're grieving from a breakup, it's, yeah, it can, yeah, not the time to, yeah, sucks. yeah, yeah, but you know, everyone's experience is different and you can listen to this and be like, sorry, Claire, yeah. <laughs> that's not me. Yeah, um, I mean, often also, even when you're dating someone seriously or going in that direction yeah. the first time, 
is not as good as it's going to get. <laughs> yeah, well, exactly. Like it gets better yeah. every time. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I would say a qualified no. Um, you know, I, I think that it can work for some people. And I think if you're extending it past the six week mark, at the very least, you're giving yourself yeah. a better chance of it being an enjoyable experience. I think if you're neutral towards your ex, but you're just not interested in anyone else yet, Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like that's a good stage to be at where yeah. you're like, I mean, a lot I'm can not, happen. Like, yeah, a lot can happen in the single being single and during that stage as well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So, yeah, those are our thoughts, our experiences mm -hmm. on rebounding. That was a fun one. That was a fun one. Yeah. We yeah. keep on saying that. Claire and I are in the flow as far We're as X-Files episodes goes. Yeah. <laughs> what did you think of this episode? We would love you to leave us a review, a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and let us know. And as a thank you, we will send you X-Files stickers in the mail. And most of all, we appreciate you listening. Oh, if you think this episode might help someone, please pass along. Awesome. Bye, guys. Thank you for listening to X-Files, a podcast about breakups, broken hearts, and moving on. If you liked this episode, please help others find us by leaving a review on Apple Podcasts or by following the show on Spotify. And if you'd like to connect more with us and learn about breakup coaching, find us on Instagram at X-Files Podcast.